On June 30th, summer's biggest adventure arrives. Entertainment Weekly raves. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is thrilling. And a rip-roaring adventure. This is it. Harrison Ford is beyond triumphant. In his final turn as the character, he made a phenomenon. What are you doing here? Rescue you! Hang on! Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Ready PG-13. Tickets on sale now. Hello, folks. This is Rico, or Indiana Rico, I should say, or whatever. But, uh, yeah, there is Dial of Destiny, a little TV spot. uh, And that's going to be the focus of this week's podcast. Um, There was a couple of things uh, that I wanted to say, though, uh, before I play the opening thing, which probably maybe just some indie music or another trailer or something. But um, first, the my original idea here, and I don't know why I didn't think about this, because I think I knew it or remembered it, but... I was going to do a vidcast. Sorry, I'm trying to look for this to, to give you guys. I'm a little distracted for a second. So I was going to do an Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones vidcast, uh, but I recalled and, well, let's see, it was how many years ago? It was done in October, October 4th, 2015, so eight years-ish, a little less than eight years, way back on, on uh, Podcast 557 which I think is still up and available on my Vimeo site. Uh, but anyway, I did a video cast. I'll double check on that, make sure it's still there and available. Uh, I did a video cast, you know, all that long ago uh, about Indiana Jones. At the time, uh, it was just the three movies. It was prior to um, the Crystal Skull movie and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, right? The longest Indiana Jones title, I think, right? Uh, but... Um, but anyway, yeah, so three uh, three, three indie movies, you know, obviously Raiders, Temple of Doom, and Last Crusade. Talked about that on that show. Again, it's 557. You should be able to find it on vimeo.com forward slash Trekkie. Just look back in the archives. You can also search the main website, treksf.gmail. Sorry, that's my email. <laughs> uh, just go to treksf.com or treksinsci-fi.com. That gets you to the main website. And then just do a search for Indiana Jones vidcast, and, and you'll find it. Um, so, with all that said, that's a little lot of lot of talk for. My point simply is that this week I was trying to maybe get someone else to do a show with me. I reached out to Jen. I was thinking about Chris, but it's a holiday weekend here in the U.S., so a lot of people busy with things, and so it's just going to be me uh, talking about the new movie, uh, the uh, the latest uh, Indiana Jones movie, Indiana Jones of the Dial of Destiny. Uh, which I saw a couple of days ago with my old younger son, Eric. We went to the movies on Friday. Yeah, Friday to see it. Uh, technically opening day, although you could see it on Thursday as well. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm a big indie fan, and but I'm going to obviously talk more about it. There will be some spoilers at some point. I'd like to talk about it in a little depth. I know it's only been out a couple of days. I'll do the first part of the show. I'll definitely give you a big warning um, before I talk about the po- uh, sorry about the move the new movie, especially you know spoiler wise and all that. Give you some general thoughts, but the um, but yeah, I thought it was really really well done. My you know as my quick my quick review, and I also found out I went to see um, the twins. My my new uh, god. Uh, what am, what am I trying to say? I think I'm confused with Indiana Jones because in the movie it's his god, goddaughter that he's kind of hanging out with Helena in the movie. But um, but uh, yeah, uh, went to saw the new twins Dylan and Brooke yesterday finally, and can't believe it's only been a little more than a week. And I also learned that my older son Stephen uh, <laughs> listened to my Flash podcast. So I don't know Stephen if you're listening. Uh, he says, oh yeah, you got really philosophical on that last flash podcast with the whole, you know, if you, these things in your lives and they, you know, how you change your destiny or there's little forks in the road. But, uh, <laughs> I'm like, I thought it was kind of funny. Not only was, I know he's listened to the podcast sometimes, but, but now he's got these new twins and he's got two older, older or somewhat older sons, you know, to do, to take care of, but you know, I think there's when you're watching little kids, there's a lot of time where maybe you can just have something you're listening to. I'm going to put it that way. But um, but anyway, so if you're leaving, leaving, listening, Stephen, I cannot talk today. It's uh, it's I didn't get probably enough sleep last night. Fourth of July weekend here, there were fireworks in the area and all that, and pl- plus with our new doggy and all that, 
yeah, it's a little uh, crazy sometimes. So without any further ado, we're already like five minutes into the show. Let's do another quick Indiana Jones spot, and then I'll just get right into the podcast. I don't believe in magic, but a few times in my life I've seen things, things I can't explain. And I've come to believe it's not so much what you believe, it's how hard you believe it. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Ready PG-13. Tickets on sale now. All right. Uh, again, welcome to the show. Uh, big 4th of July uh, weekend here in the U.S. Happy 4th. It was Canada Day. Was it yesterday? I think. Yeah. 1st of July. It's been uh, a little bit crazy weather here, too. We've had a lot of... Uh, We've had humid, warm weather, plus we've gotten a lot of smoke from the fires up in Canada, which I, I, I've, I'm hearing that they're just not even trying to put them out. It's just like, just let it all burn. <laughs> I don't know. And my friend Joe up there in Toronto, you know, he told me, I, I didn't, I had no idea about this. I hear about fires out west, you know, in the U.S. because it's so dry out there, especially during the summer, California probably almost for many years now. And I know people in that area, but, you know, uh, Joe says that th he's told me that, that Canada forest areas or whatever, like because it's I guess it's been dry for many, many years that practically every summer they, they catch on fire and burn a lot or whatever. But this year it's been, I guess, bigger and more and maybe the way the wind and weather patterns are going. But we're getting a lot of their smoke down here. A couple of days last week were pretty intense. Um and they were telling people, you know, don't go outside, weather, you know, which is, it's it's very sad because, you know, we don't get a lot of good outside time in the, in the Michigan area. And, you know, we have a few good months of weather and, and I've been working on like staining my deck and, and trying to get some things taken care of on the outside of the house. And between smoke and rain, we've had actually a lot of rain in the last week or so. It rained a lot last night. It's going to rain today, they say. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, but that's your weather report and smoke report from Canada, <laughs> but happy 4th of July to all of us here in the U S I've got my flag out and, and all, and, uh, you know, with everything that's gone on in the, in the, here's my philosophical stuff, Stephen, if you're listening, it's still the United States. I, I still love the United States. Yeah. There's some crazy, sometimes things happening, uh, political things over the last few years, especially, you know, the whole COVID thing, which happened worldwide, but it's still, I love the country and I would never leave it. So uh, there, there's my patriotic duty, not duty. Uh, I feel that way. Yeah. And I've visited a lot of other places. There's, there's wonderful other countries. It's not like the other countries are bad or anything. So, um, although some of them be, could be better. Uh, all right. Uh, Let's, uh, what should we talk about first? Obviously, I'm going to talk about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Uh, I love the fact that they've kept that kind of going. Um, it, you know, when, when in the Indiana Jones series, and I'm not going to get into it too much yet, but when it was first created, you know, this was George Lucas's attempt to recreate some old time serials. You know, he, between Star Wars and Indiana Jones, George was he was very influenced by by early you know the early early serialized kind of uh, things that were like Flash Gordon, and there were um, Tales of Adventurers type of thing like an Indiana Jones type character. All, all these uh, daring do kind of kind of serials. He wanted to make those into modern times. You know, he did that with sci-fi fantasy, you know, sort of fantasy, sort of sci-fi. I don't know if I really think, I don't really, I've never really considered, you know, Star Wars complete fantasy. Somehow uh, fantasy for me has always been associated with like um, Dungeons and Dragons and, and, and magic and all others of the force, you know, which is kind of a type of magic maybe, but um but I think I've I, 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 the scale for me for Star Wars has always tipped a little more sci-fi than it is fantasy. But point being, between that and Indiana Jones, you know, he created these adventurous, you know, heroes and villains and and very um, kind of old school, old time, you know, feel and look. And I and I I'll point this out when I talk about the the new movie more, but. I think that's one of the things that I really both liked about the movie, and I can understand maybe why it's 
with some people, with some critics, it's maybe having a little difficulty because I really think this new movie is is kind of a throwback kind of a movie. It, it's not. Um, it's very much like the other Indiana Jones movies, of course, which it should be. You know, they, they, you know, that's that's what we want and expect, right? All right, but let us talk about some other stuff before that. Um, what have I been watching in the last week or so? But other than that, oh well, let's go backwards. It's easy to always remember, you know, what happened most recently. So I watched the first episode of season three of The Witcher, that just came out um, a few days ago on Netflix. I think they're releasing it in two parts, and it looks like there's five episodes up right now. They're each about an hour long, and I don't know if we're going to get the – I don't know. I think it's the end of July. They did release the date of when the other half is coming, but I'm not sure if it's a half. I don't know if we're getting five more episodes because I think that that would make it a longer season than we've had. Um, I should look that up here or something, but – because I think it was like six episodes, maybe the first season and eight, the second, something like that. Or maybe it was eight for both. Um, but I thought the first episode was, was great. I, I love the first episode of season three. I love the characters. It's, it's the main characters you're familiar with. They kind of get right into things. It, it, it picks up not too long after season two. I'm not going to spoil anything specifically, but you know, I think it's great. A great series. I, I don't know. I probably will watch, you know, even though that Henry Cavill isn't going to do any more, I'll probably give it a go when it comes back for the next season. You know, they are replacing him. He he bowed out. Uh, he didn't really quite like the direction they were going. He's a very he, he loves The Witcher. And, and I think they were going to take it in directions he didn't like different than the books and so on. I'm on the book, second book of the series, really having to slog through this one a bit more. The first one I thought was a little bit more. Um, let's say an easier read possibly, but I'm going to keep at it. Um, but yeah, like that, uh, very good. Uh, let's talk, let's shift over to Star Trek. Uh, this podcast again, I'm going to probably try to go a little quicker and a little shorter than, than probably keep it under an hour easy. Uh, the, the latest Trek episode tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow is in the, you know, you see this in the previews. It's a time travel episode. Uh, which, you know, every Trek series needs to do something about time travel. Kind of surprised that they did this now. And these first three episodes of the of the season of um, Strange New Worlds of, of season two, uh, did I accidentally say season three? Season three of Witcher, season two of Strange New Worlds. They've been kind of interesting episodes because they haven't really had the whole crew kind of together. Uh, they've been... I think there's a few reasons for that. I think I mentioned it last time, last week on the podcast about Anson Mount having a child. Uh, There was, I think, some other considerations. But um, this was a really interesting episode. I'm not going to spoil it besides, you know, it's a time travel thing. And you can tell in the previews, you know, it involves uh, Kirk, uh, played by Paul Wesley, who I think is doing a really good job, actually. A lot of people on the line, which I I find it kind of silly a little bit in a way, um you know, they're, they're like, oh, he doesn't look like James. He doesn't look like uh, William Shatner as a young Kirk. You know, it's like me, you know, does that, is that really that critical? I, I don't think they're trying to find somebody who to just duplicate. They're not doing like a deep fake, you know, kind of CGI thing here and just trying to make a guy who looks like a young uh, Kirk again, like a young William Shatner. Uh, it's more about his acting and, and he's making the role his own a little bit too. You know, I, I think that's important. Uh, you know, I think it's the same thing with Chris Pine. You know, when he did those films, I still hope we get another one. But I don't know. The more the time goes on, the more I doubt it. Uh, the um, He made, you know, it felt like Kirk, but he put his own little spin on it a bit. Uh, he had that cocky kind of bravado. You know, I, I actually think Chris Pine kind of maybe overdid that a bit. But then again, he was playing a younger Kirk. Uh, so, so that worked, I think in those movies, the, um, and, and again, the same thing with Paul Wesley, I, I, I think he's doing well. I don't think it's going to turn into the Kirk show or anything by that means. I mean, I think he's going to probably pop up again in this season. Uh, but it's, yeah. So it was a good episode though. I still have a few little kind of nitpicks about it. Anytime you have a time travel episode, it's a little tricky to, uh, to pull off really in my mind because it's you got the back to the future effect kind of thing a little bit like right 
you know, like, well, maybe you could just keep it. And even with the Flash movie, you know, we just keep keep working at it. Right. Keep keep trying to change things or whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah, I still think it was an interesting episode. The, the one thing that was kind of fun about it is there was a lot of location shooting, which they do a little bit on on Strange New Worlds, but not a ton. A lot of it's pretty much on the ship uh, or on maybe a, a planet set or something like that. Uh, but, um, but yeah, so it's, um, it was good. It was good. Uh, what else? What else? I'm still working my way, finished the first season of dark on Netflix. Uh, still working my way through mosquito coast on Apple, um, Apple TV, uh, FUBAR with Arnold. Uh, I got a couple episodes left of that. Uh, so yeah, a lot, a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff to, uh, to keep up on. Um, I'm really happy about The Witcher. I'm going to probably <laughs> try to savor the five episodes that we have. Maybe watch, probably watch another one later this week. Um, it's it's not a uh, not something that I'm too worried about getting spoiled about. Uh, it's yeah. So uh, unlike some big movies when they come out, I like I stayed offline pretty much uh, late Thursday, Friday. Uh, before I went to see the movie, uh, the Indiana Jones movie, because I was like, oh, they're going to, you know, I don't want to get any little, little tidbits. I already feel like they show you so much in the trailers. I knew, I knew I've said this before, but I know some people who avoid even trailers, you know, they literally try not to watch trailers because it's gotten so bad. Like I, my son and I were commenting when we saw Indy, like we, we keep, we, we saw three movies over the course of like June, basically. We, we saw the, the Spider-Verse movie, the Flash movie, and then we saw the Indiana Jones movie. And, and we go to the same theater. We're pretty much seeing the same trailers with a little bit of tweaking, maybe a different one each time. Like we see that, we keep seeing that Oppenheimer trailer like every time, which I feel like I know the whole movie. I mean, you kind of know what happens anyway. But I, I do want to see that. And the next one, I guess, will be the Mission Impossible uh, Dead Reckoning, which I'm excited to see that. I you know, I think the Mission Impossible movies are a lot of fun. So that's going to be fun and cool. So and I'm, you know, seeing also one last little comment and then I'm going to take a quick pause and we'll talk indie. The um, I see a lot of people talking about, you know, in, a, in all these posts about movies, the indie movie, the Flash movie. Not only do they chime in about what they think about the movie if they saw it, or sometimes they chime in what they think about it even if they haven't seen it because, you know, people are lemmings sometimes and they don't make up their own mind. You know, I saw one comment where somebody said, I'm only going to go see movies if everyone seems to say it's good. And I, I, I guess I can understand that, but I've never been like that. Uh, you know, even if everyone was saying it's terrible, if I wanted to see the movie, I'm going to go see it and judge for myself. You know, I think that's always important. But the other comment that I see a lot of, and I, I don't blame people, is the simple fact that a lot of people are kind of don't want to go to the movies for a variety of reasons. It's costly is probably one of the biggest. And and in this day and age, the um, movies are going to, you know, home streaming services very quickly, uh, very quickly. I think I heard from Chris, I, I think I read something like in the next couple of weeks, the Flash movie, which just came out like mid-June. Uh, and I, I can't believe, it, it, you know, by mid-July, it's going to be already on streaming. He said something like that on, on on demand or something. So, so wow, that'd be like a month. And I, and I know it's struggling a little bit at the box office. So maybe that's part of the reasoning. I don't know if that was set up ahead of time. Uh, I, I still think that's a really good, solid movie. Uh, yeah, Ezra Miller, whatever, he's done some things. So, you know, as I always like to say, there really isn't anything you consume out there that probably doesn't have some people involved in the production of that thing. Like, think about an automobile. And <laughs> I can tell you, because I work in the industry, how many thousands and thousands of people and electronics, like your phone, everyone's walking around with an Android or an iPhone. I guarantee you there's people that are not only bad people that have worked on those products, there's probably people who have gone to prison and everything like that. So now I get it. If you know about a thing, maybe you can decide for yourself. Like there was a big and has been still, you know, because a lot of these electronics I'm kind of, you know, spinning off here a little tangenting, but are made in China. And there's a lot of people that don't like that because they know sometimes some of those China working conditions and places are not great. I know Apple had a big thing in the news years and years ago when Steve Jobs was still alive and they tried to fix a lot of that. But there was people out there that were saying, you know, hey, I'm not going to support 
products that have things like that behind them. But it's nearly impossible to live in the modern age without these things happening. And again, you can make up your own mind, but um, I also feel very strongly, though, that there's also a lot of good people that go into things. So, you know, you're going to let a few bad eggs stop you from supporting, like, you know, all the people that build, like, the car that you drive or, or, or work on the car that you drive. Like, I work on the coating, the paint that goes on the car you drive, uh, you know, but it's just you get into a little bit of a tricky situation unless you're someone who's living completely off the grid, living off the land somewhere. You have definitely, in a, in a roundabout way, given money to bad people, on you know, one way or the other. So uh, it's up to the courts, it's up to society, it's up to the laws to handle that. Uh, so wow, okay. Even though I read comics and I like Batman, so there's my philosophical moment. Another one. So let me take a break, uh, and then I'm going to come back and talk about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Okay, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Let's talk about that. First, this will be kind of spoiler-free, and I'm going to say a little bit on the background and stuff. So for quite a long time, they wanted to make this movie. I'm reading – I was reading over while I took the break, uh, which was uh, short for you but a little longer for me. Uh, that's The Magic of Editing. The um, Spielberg – Steven Spielberg was going to uh, come back and do this. The um, – but, but, you know, between uh, the delays when COVID happened, um, basically this wiki article is saying in back, way back in February of 2020, which was actually just a little before COVID kind of really hit big, um, Spielberg stepped down as director and James Mangold came in. Uh, he who had directed and co-wrote this film. Uh, and yeah, I think he does a good job. I, I think it's a solid movie, as I said at the beginning a little bit. Uh, there's there's a lot of beats and, and and nostalgia that's going on in this movie. Not to mention, which is being seen in the in the trailers, and I think has been. I don't think it's really that much of a spoiler, um, but there's a you know a fair amount of uh, of of a younger indie, you know, through all the um, uh, the magic of deep faking these days and using images of of a younger Harrison Ford from other appearances. In, in indie, in, in, you know, movies he did back then, like some of the Star Wars films, to age him appropriately to the, to the parts of the movie that are, that are set, you know, in the young, in younger indie days. So, which, uh, and again, not much of a spoiler, so I think I can say this safely, but I think that they did a really good job. I mean, there's, they've used this technique now in a, in a number of films. I mean, even in the, you guys all remember the Tron sequel. I mean, they did that there. Um, they did it in the second Guardians of the Galaxy movie, right, with with uh, Kurt Russell. Uh, they've done it with Jeff Bridges, like I said, in Ch Tron. So it, even, even you know, which those were a few years back that more recently they've, they've done it with, with other people like Mark Hamill. So it's, yeah, I, it, each time I see it, basically, and there's been people posting up about this. You know, with all the AI technology, the deep fake technology that's out there, all the all these tools now, there is the potential to basically make, you know, you could make a young Indiana Jones movie, you know, younger Indiana Jones. You wouldn't even really honestly need Harrison Ford necessarily. Um, you could get somebody who could who seems to his approximate size, shape and all that and and, and you know, deep fake, you know, his face in there and all that. And I I guarantee this is going to happen at some point with somebody. They'll make like some kind of deep fake Sean Connery Bond film again or, or, or whatever. Do a whole new Star Trek series with, with the original, you know, you could do, you know, you could do new TOS episodes. I mean, this, this practically is getting to the point where you can almost do it on your home, home computer. So uh, the, the, the trick though, the, the, the hitch of all of it though is, are they doing it? And I said this in some post or something or the other. I think I mentioned it or either commented it to, to one of my friends who I was talking to about it or or put it online. But the, the crux of it all comes down to, though, does – are you just doing it to like, oh, look what we can do. We can make <laughs> We can make somebody look younger and use them in a movie or whatever or a TV show. 
but does it work for the story? Does it, does it serve the story? Is it not, is it needed? Is it good for that? Or are they just goofing, you know, a little bit? So far, I think when I've seen it being used, I think it works, uh, you know, for the story. Um, the um, but but you know, again, it is somewhat off-putting. Everyone kind of knows that that's first. You know, it's you know they're doing it. <laughs> You know, and it, and it, and so you've got that in your brain, but I think if you ride with it, if you kind of roll with it and 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 go with it, I mean, I think some of the earlier times when they've done it, like Rogue One, for example, with with Tarkin in there, I I think, I think it was a little bit not as good. Simply, I think it needs to be more or less flawless. Uh, and, and gone over and, and over and over again and made sure that it's good. I mean, again, I think that part of this movie, and it's a, it's a fairly important point, truthfully. I, I think if that didn't work, uh, and I think it worked very well and, and, and was definitely part of the story and served the story, that they um, that you, you, you shouldn't do it, you know, again. So it's, um, yeah, with that said, I, I thought that was kind of a cool thing to do. And I'm happy that they did it, actually. I, I, I was pretty pleased with all that. Um, again, overall, the story is great. Uh, I think I think the, I think think the Harrison Ford is looking like he's having a great time in the movie, whether he's the de-aged version or just the current version. Um, I, I think it's good. Uh, and, yeah, I, I, so it, there's probably not too much more I can say. Um, a couple of comments, I guess, that I read here on the wiki thing. Um, they did film in locations around the world, Morocco, uh, and I think were they over in London or so, for some of it? I'm trying to scroll through here. Pre-production, filming, blah, blah, blah. Pinewood Studios, of course, was involved. Oh, oh Scotland. Okay, that's where they were. I knew they were somewhere over there. Um, and they were in Italy for a little bit, Morocco and all my my point with this is, you know, Indiana Jones to me works best when you're actually they're filming in, you know, some exotic loca- locations in that. Uh, I, I think Kingdom Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I think they didn't do that as much. Uh, so, you know, according to what I'm reading here, that that was more, mostly set in in and not set necessarily, but filmed because um, it, it certainly wasn't all set in the U.S., uh, but it was filmed mostly in the U.S. So, yeah, I, I think Indy should be traveling around the world and, and going to exotic places and, and interesting things. I guess they there was one time they, one, they were going to potentially film in India at one point, but I guess at that stage of, of when they needed to do, do a location shoot, India was having some pretty big COVID cases, so they did decided to not do that. And this film... A couple other things, and then I'll get into my some spoiler stuff. The um, this film, you know, they spent a lot of money on it, and then I I think I've pretty much read and confirmed and heard it from people that the um, that they did some reshoots and stuff. I mean, this movie ended up costing them close to like three hundred million dollars or something like that. And you know, everyone likes to say, and I shouldn't say the word everyone because I I hate that when the people do it for me. There's there's a number of people who you know, like, oh, it's it's already going to flop, right? You know, they're determining a flop. This is what you got to keep in mind is that even if a movie doesn't make its money back or make its box office, it doesn't mean it's a bad movie. It doesn't mean it at all. It, 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 it's a, These movies are just getting way so expensive that it, it's very hard unless you have a mega hit to, you know, some of the Marvel films, you know, somehow Avatar <laughs> 2, you know, I mean, like, you, you, you know, it's it, and even these recent DC films have not done very well financially. So I don't know what that's going to mean. I mean, we've got a lot of strike things happening now. You know, the, the writers are still on strike. I hear the actors are going to go on strike. So enjoy this stuff while you can. Uh, and, and I mean, everyone keeps saying, and there I use the word everyone again, but I, I hear kind of often that there's going to be a shift in 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 entertainment and movies, and 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 we're going to get smaller movies, but we still keep getting these, you know, keep keep getting these, and and I don't think Harrison Ford really got paid a ton. I'm mean, I'm reading here maybe about ten million, which you know for somebody like Harrison Ford, that's that's 
that's not really that much, honestly, for, for, for a movie like this. And I mean, he's in it all over the place. I mean, he's not like, it's not like he's got a, a lot, you know, he's got a lot to do in this movie physically and everything and acting. I, I, I honestly think he, he probably is, is, is much more, there's much more like kind of emotional acting stuff going on in this movie than he's even done in some of the other indie movies. I mean, there's a lot happening. And of course that comes with, you know, his age and the kind of story they were telling here. So, and with that, let me just take, I don't even think I'm going to put any kind of, you know, bumper or anything between this. I'm just going to take a, a three second beep or so, or just just talk my way through it and just say, Hey, everyone, if this is the point now, if you haven't seen Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, I'm going to talk spoilers, talk a little bit about some different points in the movie, what I thought about them, um, you know, and that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, just just keep that in mind. And so here we go with spoilers. So the opening sequence of this movie, I I really loved. I thought it was great. It, it was very Indiana Jones the whole train thing, the whole being back with, you know, the Nazis in, in, in Germany near the end of the war um, with Indiana Jones. there trying to save some, you know, artifacts that 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 Hitler wanted, you know, and everything. I, I love I love it when Indy is trying to save artifacts away from bad people who are going to maybe do bad things with them. That, you know, the famous line, you know, that belongs in a museum, you know, so that that's that's my Indy kind of kind of guy and that's what the opening you know 20 so minutes of the movie is all about and there's some great daring do this is the whole part where he's de-aged uh i mean it was i, l- I love the point you know he's he's caught in this a couple a couple of comments he's caught you know in this he's he's wearing like a german you know nazi uniform and then eventually he makes his way to to where they've I always think it's funny, like, you know, they've, they've still got his bag of stuff. Well, actually it was his little, it's that, it's the assistant guy, right? Um, or whatever he is, uh, that, um, so he, you know, it's the, yeah. What's his name again? Uh, well, they're actually, actually, oh, oh, Basil. Uh, yeah. Basil. He keeps calling him Boz Baz or something like that in the movie. He doesn't even, you know, everyone calls Indiana Jones Indy. And, 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 and Basil is, he doesn't, I don't think any calls him Basil once. I think he calls him Baz. Um, but, um, so, so the, the, what I'm getting to is I like the part where he's kind of, he finds his, you know, jacket, his whip, his hat, you know, and he's putting on all of the indie gear. Cause I, I, you know, I've cosplayed as indie before and it's, it's really for, for us cosplayers, it's important, you know, and, and it, it's it's both kind of weird in a way but also kind of kind of endearing and kind of nice that here's a guy who you know when he was like you know 30 or whatever raiders whatever age he was supposed to be then i think it would be about 30ish um up until now in this movie where he's literally wearing the, he's literally wearing the same stuff even the jacket this is just a little you know nuanced thing but if you guys remember, he gets shot in in the in the arm, uh, and it tears his jacket in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Well, there's some scenes in this movie uh, as older indie where that jacket that you can see it's been like sewn up and repaired in his arm. So he's literally wearing a jacket for what is it, forty years or something like that? Uh, the same one. Even my indie jacket is getting kind of raggedy. That I think I need a new one. The collar's kind of gotten kind of messed up, and uh, but um, and, and yeah, a, a good leather jacket can last you a very long time. But I I do find that kind of fun. You know, he's wearing the same kind of pants. You know, the the whip. You know, and for for the real experts out there, the whips have changed a little bit. Uh, the hats have changed a little bit, um, but um, but the point he basically has the indie uniform on, which which I love that you know especially when he later goes off to to catch up with Helena, and and all that he's got you know the the stuff on. She makes a comment, you know, she's like, I like the hat, uh, makes you look two years younger. Although there's that scene where uh, they go back a little bit in time, they go to another previous thing where he's remembering. Uh, Helena as a child and she brings his hat out to him so I didn't quite understand maybe she just sort of forgot about it but you know Indy wore a hat way back 
and, and he's still wearing the hat, you know, and then they meet up in that um, casino place or whatever it is. And, uh, or no, well, yeah, what is it anyway? Well, they're having the auction thing. And, uh, and, you know, she comments about his hat and, uh, yeah, it makes you a couple years younger or two years younger. So, um, yeah, I'm probably just going to jump around in the, in this part of the, the spoiler filled discussion. So, so there's this, um, there's this Nazi guy, what's his name? Voler, something like that, I think. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he's, he's, uh, yeah, Jürgen Voler, I think that's how you say it right. Um. So basically, this this Archimedes dial, Archimedes creates this dial um, that's supposed to be allowed to see fissures in time. So with that, um, with that, along with um, this little tablet thing uh, that they need, um, that they were able to eventually f- find these fissures that that. You know, they're in certain parts of the world, and they'll take you back to certain times. Like you use the dial. And and then eventually, you know, later in the movie, I'm, you know, basically rehashing the plot for you somewhat. But it um, Voller's whole point is he, he wants to go back and, and basically, you know, fix World War Two. Uh, you know, he wants to really go back. He wants to go back and kill Adolf, you know, and and. He feels like, it, it, you know, he makes a, a – there's a good line in the movie where where he says – this is when they're in like 1969. I think they're in the New York area, right? The big parade thing and all that. And when he's in his hotel room, he says uh, – Voller says something like, you know, you, you know the Americans, you, you didn't win the war. You know, Hitler lost it. So – which I thought was a kind of an interesting for a Nazi guy to say, um, but the – you know – and I'm not a historian by any means. I don't know World War II history that accurately, but I've definitely have heard it said before that. I mean, I mean, obviously the bomb, which the you know the whole Oppenheimer thing is coming, but that was a key factor. But the I've definitely heard people comment that that Hitler. I mean, he was kind of a maniac, and not to get into a whole thing on World War II, but. But with, you know, Voller's idea with a stronger, better, more sound of mind leader that that Germany would have done better during the war and and could have won and 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 conquered the world, apparently. Right. Uh, Which I still don't really buy (laughs) being maybe an American is is a little bit of an influence on that. But but I'm like, no, no, you know, the world would have fought and fought and fought no matter what. Um, So so the but. um, but that's Voller's plan. So he wants this dial. He wants to be able to go back, kill Hitler, and and basically put. I don't know if he ever thinks he wants to put himself in power. I don't think that's the case. Um, but um, but that that's the whole plan. One thing I want to throw in here, and I was going to say it at some point uh, between the trailers that being called the Dial of Destiny, um, I thought there was going to be so the big the big time travel is kind of the last little act of the movie, pretty much. I thought there was going to be more of that. I, I expected them to maybe get the dial. A lot of the movie is the dial is in two parts and they have one part that that's the part that's that they recover even at the very beginning of the movie. But the other part they haven't been able to find and they eventually find it at the tomb, you know, uh, site. Um, again, I gave you guys all a spoiler warning. <laughs> so so they, you know, which is it's funny to me. They take this little dial thing. And by the way, I would love somehow some way someday to have a replica of the dial of destiny i think that's a super cool prop um but the the thing is basically in two pieces then and, and and voler just like shoves them together and then it starts working <laughs> which is like wow okay um i guess he didn't just take a saw to it when it, when he broke it into two pieces it was it was built that way almost to to separate but um but that's just a tiny little thing what was that was i trying to get at um oh so so yeah, so they when they get the dial, I I really thought there was going to be more of them bouncing around in time. I really thought the thing was just going to be you just twist the dial or something or that, and somehow magically it would like open a portal or it would just zap you back in time, that kind of a deal. But it turns out no, it just directs you to a certain location, and and, and where there's a little fissure, uh, and then you can go through it to a certain time period. 
Uh, it's it's more of a compass, kind of, so to speak, a compass for time and place. Um, but uh, of course, in classic indie indie fashion, you know, indie realizes that they've they've messed up. It's it's kind of reminding me a little of Raiders when when um, when he's like, oh, they're digging in the wrong place, right? When they only had one set of the markings or from the from the uh, little staff of Ra headpiece thing, uh, so. So they're, you know, they were digging for the Ark in the wrong place. The same thing again, then, you know, the Germans, the Nazis have, you know, they, they haven't, he, he says on the plane thing, he says, you, you know, the Archimedes didn't understand or know about continental drift. So one set of latitude and longitude, um, would, would put you in a different position, you know, in, in the year, um, was it 1969, right? 1969, I think, uh, versus, you know whatever, whatever Archimedes, BC, whatever, two, 200 BC or something like that, right? Um, when he lived, there, there would be drift. So that same set of coordinates, you know, because they, they fly through this little thing in the sky and, and that coordinates would, would put you in a different position on earth. So yeah, I, I get that, that, that kind of works for me. I, I, I kind of thought that that was, um, that was interesting. Um, but again, I thought that w- what was going to end up happening is they were going to want to stop indie maybe or something like that, and they were going to maybe go back to different periods in in indie's past, like you know maybe at the you know in Raiders of the Lost Ark they were going to pop up some point, and then they were going to maybe use a little more de-aged indie or something, or he would actually see himself like getting the you know getting some of the treasures that he's gathered over the years or some some stuff like that. Um, and I guess Chris told me yesterday or, or whenever we were texting about it, he said, I guess there was some of potentially some of that. But and Helena was going to be um, kind of almost they were going to stop India and then she was going to kind of be the archaeologist and, and, and taking over for him and, and reliving some of those adventures as Indiana Jones, as a female Indiana Jones. Something like that has been reported out there. And that test audiences like didn't like that, and then they changed some of the ending and reshot some things. I don't know. I'm not positive. That's just stuff that I've heard. So who knows? Uh, I, I can see though why that would be not good. But I did expect something more rather than them to, to end up at this big Sir- siege of Syracuse near the end movie. I expected there to be um, a little more time travel hopping. It wasn't a bad thing, but it was just me based on what I knew about from the trailers and what I expected, you know, I expected them to be doing a bit more of that. Um, but it still worked well. Uh, what else? Okay. So we learned during the movie, you know, the whole thing about, um, about, uh, Indy's son, you know, played by in the last movie, Shia LaBeouf, uh, who famously, you know, has kind of said some not so great things about, about, I don't know if it was about Spielberg or whatever about making the indie movie. And, so they weren't going to bring him back, you know, partly because of that. But all in this wiki article that I'm reading, some of this stuff, they're saying that so they decide to essentially instead of just having him not be around, uh, they decide to use him as a bit of a plot point. And, and he's he's died during, you know, the war, I assume Vietnam War uh, in the 60s or something like that. I don't think they specify um, or, or maybe it was prior to that. Maybe it was essentially um well, let's see. Crystal Skull was like, what was that, 50s? So what was going on? Korea War? It would have to be Korea, I think, or Vietnam. I'm gonna, I'm just going to say Vietnam because it seemed like it was fairly recent. So so basically, you know, he's he's died and it's created a problem between Marion and Indy and they're, they're there. He looks, there's a scene in the movie where he sees his divorce papers. I don't remember if they were... I've only seen the movie once so far. If they were signed and done, um, I kind of think they were divorced, but it doesn't really matter. I mean, they're not together, you know, because the loss of a child is, is you know, is difficult. And and so that, that gives a lot of gravitas to Indy, and he's kind of become you know, even more of a recluse, and, and it, it, it's messed him up, honestly. And, and he's... Um, He's become a very grumpy old man, frankly. And in the beginning of the near the near the part of the you know the 1969 part of the movie, you know he's he's being re, he's retiring. He's been a professor for a long time. Um, he's no more adventures. Oh, and then um, 
I, I love when Sala shows up. I mean, John Reese Davies, he he's up obviously up there in age too. But I I do love the fact that we got to see him again one more time in this movie. I I almost wish he had a little bit more to do, but I understand. You know, it was still great to see him and, and everything, and uh, helping help <laughs> given being an Uber driver, basically a taxi driver for Indy. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was good. Nice to see him. And that that was expected. I kind of again that from the trailers they were giving me the impression that that Sala was going to maybe join Indy a little bit more for for the adventure. But um, uh, so what else? Oh, let let's talk a little bit about Helena. So she is she is the the daughter of um, this this Basil Shaw guy uh, who who Indy knows from Oxford. Uh, she's the daughter. She's basically Indy's goddaughter. Uh, she hasn't seen, they haven't seen each other in a long, long time, like 20 years about. The last time they saw each other was when, when she was a child or, you know, younger. Uh, and I thought, uh, I really liked her character a lot. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is the actress. Uh, I thought, I thought she was really good. She, she wasn't like, exactly like Indy and just following him around. I don't think she really overshadowed him in the movie. I think I think they were a good team. I you know they've they've you know many times, especially in the first three movies, they've given Indy. You know it was usually a love interest kind of too. There's no obviously love interest thing here because it's his goddaughter and everything, and there's a big age difference. Not to mention you know she's his goddaughter, but the um, but he's he's typically had a a female companion on the on these adventures, right? And in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, it ends up being Marion, a, a, you know, for a good part of the movie. So the, yeah, so the, it, I think it works. And and she's she's not um, she's not really all about the, you know, she's a little bit about the money, you know. But when it when when the chips are down, when it comes down to it, she's 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 you know on Indy's side and 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 you know looking out for him, and she's he's looking out for her and all of that, but. You know she's got some debts and and she's got to pay some things off. There's also a uh, a new short round this 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 Teddy character that that basically um, Helena has kind of uh, more or less semi adopted and and he turns out to be a pretty integral of our, integral part of the movie. We don't really know that much about him, uh, but I was okay with his character and 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 then having you know that guy you know him around. Uh, I kind of miss the fact that we didn't get a little cameo, unfortunately, of of the real short round. I, I was kind of still hoping they might have slipped something in or whatever, but uh, but no, 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 no short round, unfortunately. Uh, what else? Um, I guess I've gone over most of the characters, I, uh, and and the adventure, the music, the settings. You know, it felt again very. You know, we have car chases, we have whip action, we 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 have, you, you know, daring do and all this. We have puzzles to solve. I mean, it's got all the indie elements in it, right? Um, I do think, and this is always tr- this was true even in the other Indiana Jones movies. And I do think one thing that these movies have been a little weak on, and this one is no exception to this, is I don't. I think the villains tend to be fairly cardboard, two-dimensional. I don't think you really get into their head. I mean, there was an opportunity, and it was done a little bit, but there's a there's more near the end of the movie where Voler and Indy are together. Um, you know, there was an opportunity for you know some a little bit more meat on the bone, and and you know for something more to be talked about between the two these two adversaries, just to give it a little more something. And like Voller's little henchmen too were were really uh, not that interesting. Like really, they just they just weren't. Especially the one uh, the one actor, and I don't know what his character's name is even honestly. Boyd uh, Boyd Holbrook. I've seen him in other stuff. He was in the um, the Sandman Netflix series. R- really good actor, and he's okay here. But he 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 just he's kind of two dimensional. You know, he he doesn't really. He doesn't, you know, he just shoots people pretty much. <laughs> and then there's a big, huge, huge German guy who just, I don't think he's got one line in the movie. And, uh, you know, I, I, I did enjoy, again, spoilers, I've, I've done this, but I did enjoy that basically the little kid, Teddy, takes that guy out. 
you know, uh, Indy doesn't, you know, Helena doesn't, but he takes him out. So, uh, so what else? Um, all right, let's just go, let's just deal with the ending. Cause we're about 50 minutes now and I should wrap up. So they end up back in the past. They've end up, uh, conveniently <laughs> where Archimedes is, which sort of like comes full circle, right? He sees his dial of destiny that he's building now, but he sees it completed. And so it's like, ah, hey, I know it's going to work. And uh, uh, so the, the the real key scene or one of the big key scenes, of course, is they're in the past. Indy's been shot, but he's he he'll survive it. He's been shot like nine times, like he says in the movie, just in the shoulder, you know. Uh, but um, but he you know, he's he's exhausted with his life. You know, he doesn't really have anything in the present anymore. Marion and the whole thing that's happened with his son. Uh, and so when they're in the past, the scene between Helena and Indy, when they're, uh, when they're in the past there and they're running out of time, basically, and this little fissure of time to, to get back to their time is, is not going to stay there forever. I guess they don't really go into a lot of detail on that, but the, but Indy says, just leave me. I I don't want to go back. There's nothing to go back to. I'll just stay here, you know? And, and for a guy who's an archeologist, there's a little bit of a hint of, you know, Gosh, for for someone who studies the past to be able to be back in the past and study it is is almost a dream come true. But I think it's mostly about the fact that he doesn't feel like he has anything to go back to. His job is done. Marion is gone and all that. Um, And then in what I I really thought that that was going to happen. I really thought that was going to happen because it was going to basically close the book on Indiana Jones. There would be no potential to do really another movie, right, unless they went back and got him somehow. Um, so that would really, that's like killing off your main character, uh, you know, or something. It would have been a way to end it, you know, no, no possibility of doing anything more. But then Helena punches him, just punches him, cold cocks him right across the jaw. And the next thing we know, Indy's back at home in his apartment, all kind of bandaged up. And so they obviously took him and got in the, got in Teddy's plane, you know, that he was flying and, and, and flew back through the little fissure and got back to the present. So, I was happy that happened. I really didn't want to see Indy just getting left there. I just thought that would have been kind of, it would have been sad, and I didn't want it that. And then we get the, probably, you know, one of my favorite parts of the movie where Marion walks in. Now, at first, when that happened in the movie, I'm like, okay, did they somehow use that dial and and go back and save his son so everything has sort of changed? Is it a time travel thing like The Flash where, you know, is, is, is his son is his son still alive now? They fixed that somehow. And that's why Marion is around, but no, no, they just called her and got her to come back. And they kind of kiss and make up literally, uh, at the very end of the movie. And then you see Indy grab his hat and then roll credits and everything like that. So I like that. That was, that was really nice. It was, you know, the way they did the scene, the whole throwback to the, to the scene when they're on the ship in Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, was sweet and, and everything. So, so yeah, I, this movie, I always say this kind of thing, you know, and I, I think movie critics out there, I mean, some of them are seeming to like the movie. Some of them aren't, you know, some of them are saying, you know, it's just a uh, kind of paint by numbers. It's not very exciting, blah, blah, blah. But I always have this to say, if you like the character of Indiana Jones and you have enjoyed the other movies, you'll enjoy this one. I, I that It's just kind of to me as simple as that. I mean, this, the, the last one, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, got a lot of flack. I like that movie. I think there's some good things in it. I think there's some weak points in it. Um, I don't think this movie really has that many weak points. I think I think it's solid. I think it's fun. Uh, it's it's a nice adventure and it's a nice way to finish out the saga. Um, I don't think they'll do another one. I think Harrison Ford realized even doing this one was maybe pushing it a bit, uh, and I don't think he wants to become ridiculous. Uh, I I don't I, I'll never say never. You know. <laughs> And, and maybe they'll do some kind of a pass-off. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't think it'd be Helena. I don't, I don't think that they would do that. Um, and who knows? Maybe we will get a recasted Indiana Jones. I mean, Disney owns the character now. Uh, they could do it. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about that. I, part of me would probably be okay with it, but part of me would be like Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones. Uh, you know, they've, I know they've recasted Bond, um, but, you know, they – we'll see. We'll see. In 5, 10, 15, 20 years, I have a hard time believing the character of Indiana Jones is 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 never going to be seen again. 
whether they do some kind of animated thing, whether they do a de-aging thing, whether they recast. Indiana Jones will be back in some way. I I don't think, you know, I think my friend Brian, who's always about the, the dollars and the numbers, he's a financial guy. You know, I don't think you buy a, buy that that license and then just just let it sit there you know this movie and then you're you're just not going to do it anymore i mean you could easily you know i would wait a little while but you could easily just create a new a new you know a recast at indiana jones and and maybe have some fun with it and, and get a get a good solid actor in there doesn't have to look like harrison ford exactly but, you know, if the character's essence is still in there, and this is me changing my tune. You know, I was always about, oh, no, nobody else but Harrison. But it's more of me accepting that they're going to do it. I have no doubt that we're going to get more Indiana Jones. It's just, you know, how do they actually do it and, and, and can they pull it off? Um, like I said earlier, I mean, it's kind of a very retro-y kind of movie style uh, and, and way of doing things that I, you know, Will they change it? I mean, it's like even Star Trek. I, I mean, there's been many people that really just refuse and don't like even even some of the other Star Trek series. I mean, Discovery's had its its detractors and its problems, but uh, I, I know people who just like they they won't even watch Strange New Worlds. They won't watch any uh, Picard, even you know, which is crazy. Last season of Picard was amazing. So, but um, yeah, we'll see what happens. But yeah, great movie. Go see it at the movies. Just you know, as long as you're not, you know, taking money, <laughs> making money out of your kid's college fund or whatever, you know, if you can afford it, you know, I, I think this is to me, if you like the character, don't just wait till it's on home video, you know, go go make an experience. You know, I think in the theaters, I, I watch a lot of stuff, television shows, movies at home. You don't really have the same memories than when you when you see them in the theater. Uh, so, yeah. I, I still love going to the movies and I probably always will. So, all right, folks, that's it. I'm not quite sure what next week's going to bring. I may do it, take a week off um, or get a guest host or something or a repeat show, probably something like that. And uh, we're getting close to Comic-Con. By the way, uh, Patreon supporters, patreon.com forward slash Treks and Sci-Fi if you want to support the show. Thanks for you guys that do that. I will be at San Diego Comic-Con all, all days, even preview night. Again, I plan on posting some pics and video on Patreon-only stuff uh, as well. So July, you know, this month, I'm about a little more than two weeks, two and a half weeks away from going. Uh, so, well, I have to flip my calendar over to July, but I think I have today's the second, right? So if I don't do a show, yeah, I would, I would be doing a show one more. If I skip next week for a new show, then I'll do a show right before Comic-Con and then do one probably have to have another skip week because I'll, I'll do a big video cast after I'm back from Comic-Con. I'll put up the schedule on the, on the old forum uh, of the upcoming weeks and what I'm planning. But uh, hey, everyone, thanks for listening. Looks like we're about on an hour for the podcast. So still uh, had plenty to say about Indiana Jones. Uh, yeah, good movie. I'd like to see it again in the theater. I'm hoping to go uh, maybe I'll go sometime later this week uh, between before I see, you know, I think think that comes out on the 12th mission impossible movie so i'd like to see this again uh while it's in theaters and 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 just kind of sit back and, and enjoy it and know what's going to happen and, and and see how that is it's been a while since i've gone to see a movie another time at the theater uh i don't do it that often uh so it's yeah so we'll see uh that's it everyone take care I was going to say, may the force be with you, but that seems weird. Why would I say that? There's no indie, give him hell, Indiana Jones, like Sala says in the in the trailer. Uh, yeah, we'll say that. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Hey, what happened? You don't look very happy. Fools. Bureaucratic What'd fools. What'd they say? They don't know what they've got there. Well, I know what I've got here. Come on. Buy a drink. You know, a drink.
This has been a Rick Dusty Podcast production.